0: what's up everybody welcome back to the run your mouth podcast this is definitely the beginning of the show and nothing happened before it uh today's episode is brought to you by SheathUnderwear.com, the most comfortable underwear that's ever graced the balls of man i'm going skiing tomorrow i'm gonna be wearing my sheaths because i got the long johns you want everything staying in place you want that thing to be moisture wicking That way you don't end up freezing your nuts off. You don't want all that moisture collecting in your shitty cotton underwear, and then you get out there and it's freezing, and now all of a sudden you got a frozen wiener. And then you gotta go in where all these families are sitting down and they're just trying to eat some breakfast. They're just trying to eat some overpriced things from the little cafeteria room. And then you're saddling up to the fire and pulling out your little putty dick to try and warm it up in front of kids. You don't wanna be in that situation. And that's the kind of things that can happen if you don't invest in good underwear and you end up with a frozen penis. So don't don't have a frozen penis. Get yourself good quality, moisture-wicking underwear. So that when you go ski- skiing, you don't have to worry about your dick freezing over. That's promo code RYM. Sheetthunderwear.com. RYM, you get yourself 20% off. All right, let's let's uh, let's get into some topics. We, we got big things going on today. So uh, here, I will I, I will let you guys know uh, what we're going to be covering today. Uh, you know, we can pretend like we got the news drop thing, because sadly, my TASCAN Mixed Cast 4 is broken. So let's just pretend... <laughs> With Lori Lightfoot losing her re-election campaign, who now has the biggest dick in Chicago? What do you think her next job is gonna be? Wait, well, wait, if you're just a big, giant human cockroach, what, what, what is your next job? All right, why every country is joining NATO and why artificial sweeteners will cause people around you to drop like they've been hit by lightning. Spontaneous death all over the place. Things that you've consumed your whole life, you gotta be more concerned about them now than ever. Eli Lilly is dropping its prices for insulin and why more inner-city kids can now afford to go diabetic. Is Alex Murdoch definitive proof that killing your own wife and kids isn't a winning strategy for getting sympathy from clients, or does this strategy just require better execution? Did you guys see OJ on Twitter last night weighing in on why he thought Murdoch was was innocent? How does OJ not have his own show? Can we just, like uh, CNN's rebranding, can they just make OJ the 8 p.m. lead-in news anchor? I mean, the news, nobody trusts the news anyways, so you might as well, let's just, I would, I, would, I would tune into the news every night if it was OJ and they just played it straight. No jokes, no irony, because he's got full confidence in himself and that the world needs to hear his opinion on any topic, including uh, murder trials. And who would be a bigger expert on murder trials than OJ Simpson? But wouldn't that be great if he was the new nightly news, 9 p.m.? That that would get some ratings. That's how we save CNN. All right, let's continue. Uh, Now that we've confirmed the lab leak theory, when can we start pointing fingers at the guy Fauci actually paid to leak it? And then lastly, with Biden recently criticized for laughing about a fentanyl overdose, has his dementia gotten worse or is he spending too much time around Kamala Harris? Seems like he's trying to work the Kamala Harris strategy. They sat down, they had a meeting. They're like, listen, we know that you're having a tough time. I can see it out there. I can see you fumbling and mumbling, but let me help you out. Whenever you're not sure about something, just repeat yourself and laugh. You repeat yourself and laugh, you always look like a winner. It's the Kamala Harris way. How do you think I became vice president? I laughed at awkward times. I've laughed my way all the way to the top. All right. First story of the day, we got Biden. He's claiming he's going to be running for uh, re-election. Not just Biden, but Dr. Biden, his wife. You know, the lady, the doctor. And since she's a doctor, you know that she must be really smart because we respect scientists and doctors. And, you know, she's got a doctor title. So that lady must really know what she's talking about. And so uh, Dr. Biden, she's also endorsing. And she's a medical doctor, so she can know whether or not uh, Joe should be running again. So the Biden family, they're pot committed. They're saying that they're going to run again. And we're starting to see some insights into what Joe Biden's campaign strategy might be after this four years of an incredible presidency. How is he going to get back out there and convince the American people that they should reelect him to office? So here's an article, Biden gearing up for reelection bid urges Democrats to tout accomplishments. He's basically just going to go up there and go, Yeah, we did the thing. Yeah, you know, the thing that we did, and you're welcome for it, because that was me. We got it done. It's already done, so I can keep getting things done. We did it. And then here, you guys think I'm kidding. You guys think that I'm kidding, and I'm just poking fun, but this is literally the guy's election strategy. Let's give it a read president president biden urged democratic lawmakers on wednesday to talk more about what the party has accomplished in the last two years as he gears up for his potential re-election bid folks y'all know how much we've gotten done but a lot of the country still doesn't know he said at the house democratic caucus issue blah 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 blah. mr bowden biden touted the passage of the american rescue plan the infrastructure bill the chips and science Pact, the Pact out the inflation reduction act and the respect for marriage act if we did nothing nothing but implement what we've already passed and let people know who we, uh, who did it for them. We win, he said. We're way beyond that. It's not just about winning. It almost gets confusing. The confidence of this man. Maybe I would do better in my sales job if I could have a little bit of Joe Biden's dementia where he's just like, we can just get out there and go, oh, we did it. Yeah, it's all good now. What are you talking about, man? Nobody's saying prices are higher. Nobody's saying we're in war with Russia. Nobody's saying the borders open. It's all fixed, man. What are you talking about? I already got it done. It's finished. We're good. It'll keep being good. And here we go. This is, uh, you can hear it from his own mouth. I was telling the guys backstage, you know, if we did nothing, nothing, but implement what we've already passed and let the people know Who did it for them we win and folks y'all know how much we've gotten done but a lot of the country still doesn't know it that's why the big job in front of us is the country's so stupid they can't realize that i've already fixed the high prices i've already gotten them into a job i've hand selected wives for them board is secure your insurance is paid for people don't realize everything's already perfectly good and fixed and i can just continue to keep it that way all right, here's another uh, Biden video. Just in case you thought that this guy still had the stones to get out there, run another campaign, here's Biden at his best. If they have to pay out $159,000 billion let. Look at that look right there, where he rolls his eyes to the side. That is the one time you've ever seen an honest face from Joe Biden where he's just, I'm too old for this shit. Am I really supposed to be continuing to try and fumble these through these things? How much longer do I have to stay in this job before my China check clears and the government just agrees not to prosecute me? Less for prescription drugs, then it reduces the deficit. If that All right, so let's take a look at some of If that to 150... 150- Biden policy agendas... Big news story this past week is we got the uh, Supreme Court and they're taking a look at uh, student debt. And uh, you would think student debt would be a pretty simple thing here. Kids took on debt, they got to pay it back. And if they were defrauded into taking on debt that they couldn't possibly afford to pay back, then we better hold people criminally responsible for that fraud that they perpetrated onto these students every single person in a sales job at a college convincing these kids to take on debt, every single politician that made more funds available to these colleges so that kids could take on even more debt, every single person that was out there pretending like they were helping these kids by making more money available just so colleges could increase their costs and saddle kids with even more debt. And that should be the conversation that we're having, is who made more funds available, who defrauded kids out of their money, who decided that getting degrees and all sorts of fucking stupidity was going to be helpful to kids? And let's start clawing back some funds. That's what we should be doing. That, if, if you wanted to have a conversation, and if there was no fraud involved in these kids taking on loans, well, then I guess they owe money. That's kind of the way it goes. And then you would have a further question of, I guess, who does, is, is Biden allowed to just wave a wand and say, hey, you're not going to have to pay that back. And if we're going to have a debt jubilee, why is it for uh, going to be for student loans? Why don't we just let people off on their houses? Why don't we just let people off on their medical bills? Why don't we just see who's the poorest amongst us? Or who went on the biggest shopping spree? Maybe whoever's just put the most money on their card That's the person who should just get off. You got the biggest, you got the most purses in your house? Or maybe the people that fucked up on PPE loans thought it was a good idea to go take Uncle Sam's money and buy themselves a Lamborghini, well, they went the biggest and the furthest with their money spending. So maybe that's really who we should be helping out. Because whoever took on the most debt is probably the biggest idiot and they probably need the most help. So let's just look and see who's got the biggest and most credit card debt. Because after all, our economy is fueled by spending. So if there's someone out there and they're spending the most money, right? They're doing the most for all of us. They're, they're, they're doing their part to keep the cash flowing around in this circular system and they're out there and even at their own peril of taking on debt, they're putting more money into the system to benefit all of us. And so they're both the most charitable and the dumbest. So if there's anybody that we got to help out, it would be those people, right? Forget these student loan kids. I mean, those were the sensible ones that got degrees in women's rights and in and, and history and other topics that you can't do much other than go teach other people about. Uh, so anyways, I was reading... Just a little bit about what the Supreme Court was actually weighing in on. And it's incredible how you can have rational conversation over here about, hey, should Joe Biden, is it fair for Joe Biden to be wiping out student debt? And then crazy conversation over here of legal technicalities that make zero sense. So just to give you guys the scope and nobody, no, nobody's that good at reporting on these things because I read everything. No one's giving clean write-ups here, believe me. I, I've I've done my reading here. I think we, a couple of weeks ago we talked about so it, it's the first question is whether or not the states that actually got the case to the Supreme Court have standing because whether or not they have damages. All right, that that's one interesting aspect. So in other words, I guess the Supreme Court could rule against this specific case, but then people who are actually hurt by the law, if they can manage to get their case in front of the Supreme Court, then it, like in other words, Biden's policy could be bad and it could be unfair, but people that are actually damaged by it would have to be the ones to bring the case to the Supreme Court. I believe that that is one element. And then I believe that you got a uh, secondary element here which is, generally speaking, uh, executive executive action and what needs to be determined by Congress. And that's part of what is being uh, argued here as well. And this could be a general win for rolling back uh, executive action from the president. I'm giving you guys like kind of the loose uh, loose of what I've picked up from this. Uh, here is a line that I highlighted. I don't remember why I highlighted it. It's from the Wall Street Journal opinion section. Um, but this is, enter Miss. Pro the progy lady scavenging for constitutional mouse holes, she argued that the major questions doctrine shouldn't apply in the same way to benefits programs since that kind of executive action doesn't impose any corresponding cost to individual liberty interests hey this shit is so technical and confusing i don't remember why i underlined that maybe the word liberty was there i was like you know i'm a libertarian let's highlight that maybe the audience will like that I'll i'll give it a nice shiny line I'll make it look like I did my homework. This is like show, this is showing up to class, making it look like you did your homework. You, you selected a specific article on the topic. Uh, you highlighted it, it, a specific line. And then you showed up to class. You're like, yeah, I don't know why I highlighted that. But that's cool that I highlighted it. I took the time to, to say this is the important piece from all the coverage that happened on the story. And I don't know why. Since that kind of executive action doesn't impose any corresponding cost to individual liberty interests. I don't know i don't know why all right um so this is what biden had to say uh in defense of him getting rid of supreme court debt the administration argues that the program is tailored to help americans who could be left worse off by the pandemic so they're getting rid of student loan debt debt because we had this horrible pandemic and there are students who could be left worse off he's not even sure he's not even sure if this policy directly helps people that uh, were affected by the pandemic, and he's not even sure that this is the most direct route to help people that were harmed by the pandemic. I mean, if this is a pandemic thing, and we're just looking to help pandemic people, uh, I mean, firstly, why wasn't that uh, already taken care of in the billions of dollars that was spent in PPU loans and other bailouts and sending people checks directly to their house? And uh, isn't there a more direct route for helping people that were affected by the pandemic? I mean, if this is just about affecting people, about that were affected by the pandemic, I would figure that there's gotta be a better approach than getting rid of kids' student loan debt. I mean, we all know what this is about. People wanna buy some votes. They're getting out there, they're realizing we're not giving enough free stuff to the people that might vote us into office, we haven't ransacked the public purse enough, or we've done, or we've given it too much to institutions. Now we gotta go direct to the consumers, and we gotta give them something tangible. They've already got their health insurance, they're seeing all these prices going up. And what happens when you put money back into these kids' pockets? You know what's going to happen? Here's, here's the damages. Here's the damages that take place to other individuals. I don't know who was actually able to bring this lawsuit and what claims they're making about the damages that don't exist. I'll tell you the damages. The damages are to people like me that are looking for higher quality vaginas in their lives. I mean, I'm pulling high quality vagina. I like high quality vagina, but I just want more high quality vagina. And these kids, they, they went off to college they enjoyed all the vaginas. They were reckless. They were there. They're spending to go to summer camp. They're partying every night. They're t- they're taking classes that uh they got no they got no stress in their life because they're not thinking about jobs. They're just thinking about women's studies or whatever other nonsense that they're studying. They're enjoying it. They're they're feeling like they are the most important thing in the universe because they're li- learning these liberal principles about fairness, equity, and otherwise. They're partying at night. They're having a good old time. And then all of a sudden they turn around and uh, they realize oh I got this debt maybe that wasn't the best decision and then some of these people they start going into the world and then all of a sudden people like me who wear the same clothes I've owned this shirt for probably 15 years this crappy hat I don't know I probably bought it in a gas station and then all of a sudden women start looking at men like me and they go oh I bet this guy's debt-free I bet this sensible individual might actually be able to get me a house and what are we going to do? We're just going to re-put all these fucking idiots back into the marketplace because then they're the winners. They're the winners for taking on debt that they can't pay back. All of a sudden, they're back out there. They're paying for fancy meals. They're paying for little yacht trips that you can take pictures on your Instagram. And that, that that's a winning strategy. Whatever money you can spend in the present, government might bail you out in the future. So you might as well hang out with the person who's going to take on as much debt as possible. That's a winner. this This, this guy knows how to play the game the best way. And so here's what we're going to have. I, I mean, you talk about that everyone can't afford shit. Prices are going up. And, and so what? You're going to put money back into these people's pockets so that they can go out and buy homes or, or engage in other activity. You're just going to drive up more costs. Understand that the college costs went up because you put too much more money into the system. And so now, I mean, I guess you're just you're, you're, you're going to allow these people to keep more of their money. But it is, it's still inflationary. I guess it's not money printing. But... It seems inflationary to me, and it seems not fair, and it seems to me like if you're going to roll back the debts of these people, some people should be held accountable for the fraud that they perpetrated. I don't understand how those two things shouldn't be happening at the same time. All right, this is uh, Justice Sonia Sotomayor. This is from the Wall Street Journal. She noted that tens of millions of people would benefit from debt forgiveness. So that's why we should do it, because people will benefit. Well, then just let's just get rid of all debt. Let's just walk around the country and see who needs help and then just help them at any cost in any capacity whatsoever. There doesn't need to be a law about who or shouldn't be helped. If it's just about helping people, I mean, why even in this country? You can go to any country. Just just help everybody all the time. Is that what's in the Constitution? Just steal from the people that have money. Give it to the people that don't. Because if somebody needs to be helped, then that, that, that this is the highest of our legal minds about uh, uh, addressing the issue is just, well, there is a person that we can help here. Is that really the basis by which you make every decision? doesn't matter what court case. I'm sure in every case there's a winner and a loser, so somebody's being helped. How do you possibly ever make a decision on the Supreme Court about uh, who's right and who's wrong from a legal perspective if you're just going by, well, is there someone that we can help here? That seems like a tough way to be making decisions at all time you're just living with the fact that somebody lost and you're disappointing somebody just as sonia sotomayor noted that tens of millions of people would benefit from debt forgiveness many of them don't have assets sufficient to bail them out after the pandemic she said addressing james campbell the nebraska solicitor general representing the state plaintiff she said and what you're saying is now we're going to give the judges the right to decide how much aid to give them rather than the secretary of education nonsense okay chief justice roberts highlighted the hardship that fell on those who hadn't taken on student debt imagine he said a high school graduate who borrowed money to set up a lawn care business with the classmate instead went to college on a student loan so you get a kid which is true uh, his lifetime earnings on paper are going to be less because he decided to go directly into working instead of going to school and then you have another kid that went to school they each made decisions based off the fact that school costs money and now we're just going to make that school that, they, that that kid went to free? Does that That's not fair. All right. And then this was from Elizabeth Warren. Uh, I enjoyed this tweet. Elizabeth Warren saying nearly 90% of the benefits from President Biden's student debt cancellation are slated to go to people making less than $75,000 a year. All right. So firstly, off the bat, nearly 90% of the benefits, that's nearly. That doesn't mean all of it. It just means nearly, but that means 10% of the benefits of this program, according to your own admission, are gonna be going to people that don't need it. And then that $75,000 a year figure is an odd number to have picked, uh, specifically because I believe the average income in this country is $55,000 a year. So you're telling me that a substantial number, well, already so already 10% of the people probably shouldn't be helped. And now we're gonna be helping people who are already making more than the average income in this country and have the potential for more earnings because you might be looking at kids that are within five to 10 years of being out of college or maybe even in the first 20 years of being out of college in careers that are continue to make them increasingly more money. And so even these people that are doing better than the average person in America, they're the ones that we need to help. So understand that there's already a cherry picked figure of 75K, which doesn't even make sense because that's above the average income in this country. And you're talking about people that, even in a year from now, could be making double. Think about how much your uh, salary increases in the first five to ten years of whatever career you're working because you have no idea what you're doing, and employers also just mostly take advantage of you because you don't realize the leverage that you have or your ability to master specific tasks at your career, and then either go out on your own, sell somebody else on your skill sets, take new jobs, you advance. At some point, you become management, and then you just get to make sure that other people are working their jobs. All right, let's continue. That's what it looks like to make a government work for the working class and the middle class by helping individuals who knowingly took on debt and also have the opportunity to earn greater incomes in the future because of the education, that little signal that they got that, allows, uh, that makes them in- employable. There you go. That's the best spin. Elizabeth Warren hitting Twitter, trying to rally the troops, trying to sum things down as to why you should support this. It's because you've got people that are earning above the average income in this country and might be earning even more in the future, but we need to give them a handout because that's what it means to help the middle class. All right, let's take a couple of comments here, and then we're going to get back into the show. Senior Rex extraordinaire, in a university, you get quality vag. I went to community college and was issued a Fifi with my books. I don't even know what Fifi books are, but that's okay. Eric John, pizza artist. The funny thing is all the feminist posturing by college beta males is done in order to get laid. That is true. Eric John, where's your uh, where's your bakery when, when I'm out on Sunday? actually not going to work on that trip because I'm flying in early in the morning from steamboat. I'm getting on like a 5 a.m. flight or a 6 a.m. flight flying into JFK, then getting into my car and driving to Providence to do the Sunday shows because I don't want to miss a live part of the prom podcast. But Friday, Saturday, you got Davy Smith, Beaky Chris. um, And that's all I got on that. All right. Next topic. Oh, this was a random one. We're going to cover that another time. Congress moves to block investment rule, setting up veto fight. All right, so you would think if you're sitting down with uh, your retirement person, and uh, or maybe you're not even sitting down with your retirement person. You pay into your pension every year. You've got people that are supposed to be overseeing your money, picking asset managers, who are then meeting with the people, deciding what funds that they're going to put their money into. You would think that these people would have one thing in, your in mind when they're spending your money, uh, which is, are you going to have earnings that you're gonna be able to afford retirement? If I'm seeing a doctor, I want the guy to be concerned with my health. If I'm seeing a money manager, I want that guy to be concerned with my money. That's it. If I wanted to make charitable contributions with my money and not have it for retirement, I can choose to use my money in that way. If I wanna go make uh, donations to windmills, I wanna go make donations to little kids' funds, I wanna go make donations to Africa, there are all sorts of charitable things that I could choose to do with my money. But if I'm looking, and I might even decide to make those decisions, or you people, I'm not that charitable, but you people might be nicer than I am. You might get your your income every single month, you might tithe it off, you give your 10% to charity, and then you look at it and you go all right i'm gonna put this amount in for retirement maybe you people actually sit down and you're actually planning for retirement I don't, I don't i don't make any plans whatsoever i put my money in sandwiches and i eat good lunch that's what i do but maybe you people you're more forward-looking than i am you've got kids by the way kids that's the winning strategy for retirement even if you're not that good to them, you just got to be good enough to them that they'll be good to you later or you got to have good enough guilt skills or maybe just move into their house. Maybe like you start getting dementia and then you just move into their house and then like they're stuck with you. That's the real reason why people have kids. You think your parents were nice to you? You were an investment. That's all you were. It's a financial transaction. They invest in you now and then you hopefully get suckered into taking care of them later. That's the way that it goes. Unless you're one of the rare individuals who actually makes enough money to pay for uh, retirement or pay for their healthcare in old age or actually the winning strategy is you got to get rid of all your assets five years before you lose your shits. So that Medicaid covers everything. These are Jew scams, people. Find you. You want to make sure you're prepared for retirement. You got to sit down with your local Jew and figure out some good Jew scams. Or you could be like me, and uh, just not make any arrangements whatsoever. But here's how you afford to make no arrangements in your life whatsoever. Um, you don't have. Well, that's not even true. I, I'm I'm playing the long game here. I figure I keep I keep throwing out these run your mouths. I become the greatest broadcaster out of a living room of all time. I keep working on these funny jokes. I keep getting up there and I tell more and more jokes. and hopefully I make real money, that gets me over the hump of my juice stress of not having money to make real decisions in life. And then women just start coming out of the the, the woods because they were they they ran to the woods when they realized that all other men had uh, too much student loan debts and couldn't afford anything. And they realized that they were gonna be saddled in lifestyles where nothing could be afforded to them. So they ran to the woods and just decided now that they should start foraging. But then when they see like five or six years from now, how much money I'm making with my dumb jokes and my, and my living room broadcast, they come back out of the woods and they all beg to be my wife and then I can afford to have a family. Uh, but until all of those things happen, between now and that point in time, I'm not, I don't I don't do anything intelligent with my money. I just let it sit in the bank and wait for hopefully my accountant uh, to actually get my taxes done so that I can hand it over to the government. And between now and when I actually uh, get that done, I basically lose money to inflation and interest owed to the government on the money that I need to be paid. So that's my current financial strategy is um, ignore everything that you're supposed to do with money. Leave it in the bank and lose money to inflation and then owe the money to other people in interest and then just continue working really hard to accumulate more money that will get lost uh, due to your own uh, laziness. And uh, all right, you know, that turned too personal at the end. We we don't need to be delving into my personal finances. We're trying to talk about how Biden's ruining the country and not about what I'm doing with my money. What I do with my money is not, that's not what this show is about. The show is about how other people are fucking up, and I can recognize it because I see fuckups. I can I can see it. All right, here we go. So you got this policy. You you are at this is what we were trying to talk about. You're just trying to save for retirement. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to have a guy who's going to make good decisions with your money, and so Biden comes around and he goes, "It's not a conflict of interest if the guy who you're giving the money to, who's supposed to be helping you with your retirement, instead of making decisions around returns." is gonna make decisions around ESG. So if he decides to invest in a windmill that makes you no money, you don't get to sue that guy, or you don't get to go, hey, why the fuck did you blow my retirement savings on a windmill? Well, cause he gets to go, well, that was the laws of the United States of America that I get to make windmill-based decisions. Now what's the bigger story with all the ESG scores? Ah, they all wanna fucking, cause these people, they work off Ponzi schemes. And so, if you if you force all the money into something that doesn't actually make money, then it starts looking like it's making money because everyone's investing there. Oh, look at look at us! The returns are up on on Windmill Corporation of America because every single pension fund is forced to put. It's like the dollar. We're all forced to have the dollar, and so the dollar has some value. If all the money is forced into the Windmill Corporation of America, doesn't need to have any returns because everyone's buying this stock. All right. So in order to try and get the ESG score racket going, you got money managers and they're like, well, I'm supposed to make returns for my clients. That's what my job is supposed to be. And so the president comes around and he goes, no, you you don't have to make returns for anybody. If you just consider the fact that this is a windmill, or you just consider the fact that this company might promote women, you can have a, a company that promotes women. So they're the most ESG compliant. That's all they do. All they do is promote women and make no profits. It could be called the all women, no profits corporation of America. And that's all they do is promote women. And you're like, well, what do you guys do here? And they're like, well, we promote women. And you're like, yeah, but what do the women do at the job? And like, well, they promote more women. And then what do those women do once they're promoted? Well, they find women and they promote them. Well, you can invest in that company. If you're an asset manager, you, you could put it, you, you could bet the whole house on that. No one's going to come after you. You did your civic duty as an asset manager in the world of ESG scores by promoting the women that were promoting the women. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start the the Plant Trees Fund of America. It'll be negative returns of at least two percent of a year, which is uh you know uh, uh you know. We're, so we're basically you'll you'll have losses on par with uh with inflation. It's actually the inflation matched charitable tree fund, where we guarantee you losses equal to what you would lose in inflation, so you can lose uh, your, your money's value at double the current speed. Uh, but hey, we'll be planting some trees, and probably not even in the most efficient way. There'll probably be more efficient ways to get trees planted, but we're committed Uh, to negative returns in the name of uh, ESG scores. And by the way, we'll throw this in. We'll get the occasional like picture from someone out in Africa with a smile because we gave them you know, like a lollipop or something. And so you get to feel good when you see that picture as well. All right, and then this was uh, another random highlight. We'll see if there's anything to this highlight. It might just be a thing that I read and then there was no reason why I read it, but let's give it a read. Congress on Wednesday cleared a measure to block a Labor Department rule that allows retirement plan managers to incorporate climate and social considerations into their investment decisions. Setting up a veto fight with President Biden over an otherwise obscure regulation has become a flashpoint in the culture wars. Skipping ahead. The rule in question, which was updated in December, allows retirement funds to consider climate change and other factors when choosing their investments. All right, I think I already uh, covered that. Maybe I don't need to highlight things feel good when i'm doing it i'm like wow this is this is really gonna go over well uh all right let's take a couple comments but before we do let's take a moment and plug once again sheathunderwear.com. you want to be able to walk in tight quarters like this shift around do something close to the biden shuffle without your nuts flopping all over the place you're gonna need sheathunderwear.com. use promo card rym you get yourself 20 percent off eric john pizza art Johnston Raw Island, don't worry. I'm bringing you whatever you want to the green room. Hell yeah. We got sandwiches that will change your life. House bread made fresh daily. Best cold cuts, house made eggplant and meatballs. You guys will be well fed before the show. No worries. I like it. Roscoe, can you hook me up with the Jew girl so I can get all the Jew money saving techniques? I wish I knew them. I don't know them. Uh, senior extraordinaire, windmills are pointless. Just go nuclear for medium, high voltage, and solar for all homes. We can then use our coal and oil for cool cars. All right, good point. Uh, U.S. House Department Democrats oppose giving Biden power to ban TikTok. They wanna ban TikTok. TikTok, it's uh, gathering all of our information and we can't have TikTok gathering all information. We need American corporations gathering all of our information. If if people are gonna be gathering all the information about our kids, and just showing them videos really quickly that gets them to dance and interested in all sorts of stupid shit. We're going to, we can't have China controlling that. We, we, we need good old fashioned American companies making sure that they have all your data and then showing you really quick videos from a specific algorithm to slowly alter your brain into just consumption and other behaviors. Trump can be sued for January 6 injuries, DOG says. Let's give this one a read. Former President Donald Trump can be sued by injured Capitol police and officers and Democratic lawmakers over the January 6, 2021 insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. The Justice Department said Thursday in a federal court case testing Trump's legal vulnerability for a speech before the riot. Uh, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. If there's anyone that shouldn't be allowed to sue, it would be the cops. You know why? Because they're the it, it would be their own negligence that they had a problem they're the only people that we give money and resources to so that they can protect the rest of us and if they're putting them into themselves into situations where they can't even protect themselves by a bunch of people walking around malls or otherwise if they didn't if they didn't take the proper precautions on that day to do their job properly to then sue the guy who it's like yeah you guys are going to be in situations where there's problems you got to be ready for, like, if there was anyone who couldn't sue, I don't understand how the cops get to sue. I also, if you're, if Donald Trump is responsible for the actions of uh, those people, then why is anyone in jail? Can we get all the people out of jail? If Donald Trump is responsible for the actions, of the, if the crowd is not, is an entity by which Donald Trump's actions, uh, like, they're not, you know what I mean? They're just an extension of Donald Trump. They're not their own individual entities. They didn't make their own decisions. They were led by Donald Trump. So then let's just hold Donald Trump responsible and get those people out of jail. I got mixed feelings about the January 6th stuff because uh, it does seem like what Donald Trump did was pretty rotten. He's out there and I, I guess he's got zero evidence. I mean, the whole election fraud thing, I'm a sucker for the storyline because you get more votes than ever you get the mail-in ballots you get shady dumps in the middle of the night you get all these people who are working at these at these sites talking about bugs bunny trick getting tricked out for lunch and then shutting the doors but then you get donald trump with this dominion thing that seems to be with Sidney powell seems to be total nonsense he's meeting with his lawyer eastman and he's going it seems like he's basically telling him just come up with something for me and everyone is going hey This makes no sense whatsoever. You can't do that. The whole, I I, I gotta be honest. Usually I get a crystal ball when it comes to these stories. I can understand things through and through. And when it comes to the election fraud stuff, I don't know, I'm pretty lost. It's seeming that Donald Trump did not wanna lose and was like, just come up with something. Didn't have much of a plan. I guess he just thought that he was gonna will his way into pretending like he won an election. He's like, I already, I already willed my way into winning an election. That was fucking ridiculous. So I could probably just will my way into pretending like I won this one. How much different is it just willing your way into getting people to vote for you than just willing your way into pretending like you actually won the thing. And so he tries to come up with some legal theories. Everyone's telling him that that's nonsense and he just keeps pushing with it. Then he gets in front of the crowd and he goes, you guys got to go fight for me. I don't know that he used those exact words. And he certainly didn't tell anyone to uh, go invade the building. That's what the uh, FBI was doing. That's what they had. Uh, what's it? Also, if, the, if, if people can sue, does that mean that uh, we can also delve into whether or not the FBI was opening up doors, was working with these groups beforehand, was provoking them? If uh, Nancy Pelosi, uh, like, I, I mean, do we get to also delve into those storylines? Wouldn't that be part of the lawsuit? To discover whether or not any of those things were true. Alright. Anyways, back to Trump. It seemed pretty rotten the way he turned his back on the January 6th people. Things got a little bit out of control, and then he just turned around and went, Oh, that's terrible what those people did. I think he's changed his tune a little bit now, but he could have written he could have ridden some pardons. He could have done the honorable thing right then and there and said, Hey, that got out of hand. I was being a little bit irresponsible. And, uh, while the actions of those individuals are those individuals, and that's never what I wanted. I also foresee that they're going to treat these people like terrorists. And some of them were just good, honest supporters of mine who were uh, thinking that their country was being stolen from them based off of the words that I said. And so we're going to peacefully give the government over to Biden and I'm going to help these people out, but a lawsuit from cops that makes no fucking sense. All right, we got a couple more topics here. Oh, I thought that this was, um, Maybe we'll come back to that one. We'll do that story last, and we'll come down from uh, YouTube. Tennessee restricts drag shows, bans care for transgender youth. And I'm just pointing out that even the fact that they're calling it care, the fact that they're calling uh, augment making permanent augmentation to kids for profit, caring for kids, the fact that there's, from what I've seen, no scientific evidence that you're helping even a substantial portion of the kids who you will be giving gender uh, uh, gender swaps for profit, um, unscientific augmentation to kids. The, the, just the fact that that's being addressed in the media as care. like they, you might you might as well call putting people down assisted leaving or taxes or just cash alleviation programs torture his information release programs. That guy's burdened by the information that he has. And so we're torturing him so that we can free his burdensome spirit from the information that he's been withholding. It's an information release program. All right. I think I had one more story. Uh, Biden wants $1.6 billion to combat COVID aid fraud, which that, that's fantastic. You spent all this money and now you're going, we need more money to try and get that other money back. We yeah, we were wrong in the way that we spent that money, but if you can give us more money, we can at least recoup some of the money that we spent. You're going to end up giving it to someone who do doesn't go and collect and you go, "Ah shit, we got fooled again." Oh, we 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 really thought that this money was going to go to good purposes and be helpful. Do you tell me the the government there's no profits in clawing it back when the IRS goes out and they do collections. Is that not a profit-making enterprise? You're telling me you got no division of lawyers in government that can go find the people that created PPE fraud and then end up making the money that they're clawing back and then using that money to go get more of the money back? You actually need more money to go chase the money that you just gave to random people in the name of, oh, the panic and helping? I mean, that talk about that just going to the, oh, we're the collection agency of America, that has the lowest returns on going and re-getting that money. Uh, And then can we send someone other than Blinken to negotiate? So now we got Blinken and he's sitting down with the Russians. Another highlight. We'll see if this one's relevant at all. I told the foreign minister that no matter what else is happening in the world or in our relationship, the United States will always be ready to engage and act on strategic arms control just as the United States and the Soviet Union did even at the height of the Cold War, Blinken added. I mean, talk about fucking nonsense. Hey, let's both fight each other, but let's agree that we're only going to fight in this way. And we're both going to have enough nukes that we can kill each other entirely at any point in time. But let's continue to work together on pretending like we're reducing the amount of nukes that we can use to kill each other. It's like agreeing not to kick each other in the balls when you're already having a fucking fight with guns. You can still shoot each other. What's the point? What's the point of it, like, all right, well, if we're having a nuclear, if we're, as long as we're engaged in the nuclear reduction treaty, then we're moving towards what, us both keeping enough nukes that we can just continue to nuke each other. And then we can continue to be in the fight where we pretend like we're not fighting each other and we don't get rid of the nukes, but let's get back to pretending like we're reducing the nukes. All right. And now let's come down from YouTube and we can cover, uh, this last story because we like to be honorable, upstanding members of the uh, YouTube community. Um, and I don't want to offend anybody. All right, let's take a couple comments. Uh, William Schwant, more money to chase the money. We misappropriated, maybe give that to the cry babies with student loans or have a class in college where you train people to go after the PPE loan stuff and then they can make back their own student debt. And that's how everyone ends up in the system. All right. We're coming down from YouTube. We're going to cover this last topic. Once more, RobbieTheFire.com. I got some tour dates every Wednesday uh, in New York City, trying to work on some new jokes, putting up some comics, having a fun time, been having some fans show up for that. That's a good old, uh, it's been a good time. Uh, what else I got going on? I got Steamboat with Kyle Ruff coming up, come skiing with me. Got a whole bunch of Davey Smith tour dates. And then of course, You go to sheathunderwear.com. Get yourself the greatest underwear that's ever graced the balls of man. All right, let's come down from here. And then let's come down from here. And then let's read this last story. What do you guys all think of the Epoch Times? I've said it more than once. It's a, As I read Zero Hedge, I find more and more of the interesting stories are coming out of the Epoch Times. And they seem to always have these scandalous tales in regards to COVID, in regards to bombshell stories of the FDA, of the NIHs. And uh, I always go, wow, that's a really interesting story. And I wish I came from anywhere else because I don't know nothing about the Epoch Times. Other than that, they kind of um, gate their thing. I guess as a Jew, if I have to spend a couple extra pennies to be on your website, I'm like, well, then this just isn't trustworthy, and then I decide uh, that I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna read it. Uh, 757 Sheen's coming in though, Sean, and he's saying that he loves it. He's saying that it's a valuable resource. All right, maybe I gotta get on the Epoch Times. Maybe, maybe we'd have even a better. Uh, better program here because they do have the most interesting stories so this was uh published on zero hedge pfizer confirms it ended covid 19 vaccine pregnancy trial early the company said the enrollment in the study stopped in the fourth quarter of 2021 after health experts including the u.s advisory committee on immunization practices began recommending the pfizer biotech vaccine for pregnant women now how great is this you get the company going hey as far as we know this stuff is good we're going to get out there. We're going to continue to uh, to study it. Lawmakers decide, all right, well, that's good enough for us. We're going to start recommending it. And then the company goes, well, if you're already recommending it, then we don't have to run the study. I mean, the whole point of the study would be, hey, if things go wrong well, we're studying it, and then we could give people a notice, and then at least we could stop the use. But from a business perspective, I guess if they're already recommending it, why would I bother studying it? Which is what they did. So they just, they pulled the study. With the declining enrollment, the study had insufficient sample size. So once again, who was recommending this? They never ran a study and doctors went out there and they said, well, we're even gonna recommend this. And so then the company just went, all right, well, they're recommending it. Uh, to assess the primary immunogenicity objective and continue, uh, a continuation of this placebo-controlled study could no longer be justified due to global recommendations. How great is that? They can no longer justify the study. The study was no you know why? Because it was already recommended. So why would we waste our time and efforts coming back with information that might get in the way of our profits? Could no longer, well, I can tell you how you justify the study because you might be harming pregnant women. Because if you haven't studied this new technology for pregnant women, it might be a good idea. I mean, how evil of a person do you have to be to have a new technology? You have no idea if it's going to work for pregnant women. And they start taking it and not only do you go like th- this is like how comfortable you are with just taking money even if it harms other people you don't just like you don't go ah uh, maybe not maybe 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 don't do that maybe we shouldn't recommend it for a group of people not only do you not do that but when they start doing it not o- and, like not only are you not hesitant to go hey maybe that's not a good idea you actually even stop studying it because then you might find out that it's a bad idea and then they might stop doing it it's really a level of evil the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. All right, we don't have to continue reading that. That's our episode. We did it. We'll be back on Monday. Hopefully, Monday and Wednesday. I feel like those are good days. I like Monday and Wednesday. Friday. I want to drink on Thursday nights. I don't want to be here on Friday. No, I'd like to do three days a week. I really, I would like to do uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We're gonna get there. Good things are happening. The world will be a better place. Your balls will feel nice. If you take a moment and you go to sheathunderwear.com, use promo code RYM, and you get to feel good. You get to know that you supported both sheathunderwear.com and the Run Your Mouth podcast. So sheathunderwear.com, promo code RYM, you get yourself 20% off. RobbieTheFire.com for tour dates every Wednesday, Cafe Bohemia in New York City. And this weekend, I will be with the good people over the Free State Project. They got a whole big convention event going on and I will be at the after party doing some disco. Well, not as my set. I'm not going like, to be doing disco for my set. I'm going to be doing my set, and then they're going to be having like a dance and DJ party, and uh, who knows? Maybe maybe I'll go crazy. All right, that's our episode. Thanks for hanging out. Have a great day, everybody.